seems like every time we go to London, something really extravagant happens. There's. I thought you were going to say something terrible, and that's mostly our performances. <laughs> in in the early '90s, when we were at the arts, there were um, '92, '93. There were terrorist bombings. When we yes. got to London in uh, 2005, on July 6, 2005, everybody was celebrating the Olympics. They had just yes. secured the London Olympics in 2005 on July 6, and everybody was going crazy as we pulled in. And then the next morning, July 7, 7, 7, 2005, was that bus bombing. Yes. And um, and then we, of course, we were there during the Olympics in 2012. Um, but uh, but yeah, the cra- craziest time we were in London was that that first week of September in 1997 when Princess Diana was killed, murdered. <laughs> She died. Mm. <laughs> we had nothing to do with it, and that's the story I'm sticking with. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever it is, wherever you are. I'm Austin Titchener, one-third of the Reduced Shakespeare Company, and you're listening to this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast, number 780, Remembering Princess Diana. birthday RSE podcast. This week marks the 15th anniversary of the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. 780 solid weeks of uninterrupted audio content and interviews and bits and funny conversations about theater and comedy and literature and history and Shakespeare and stagecraft, sometimes all in one episode. And when I say uninterrupted, I'm not saying a handful of those episodes weren't delayed by travel or rehearsals or time zones or broken computers, but every episode has dropped eventually in a more or less timely fashion. And if there's a longer-running weekly podcast devoted to stagecraft out there, let me know, and I'll take back what I'm about to say, which is, you are listening to the longest-running theater podcast in the world, which I think, gosh darn it, is something to celebrate. And for the celebration, my RSE partner, Reed Martin, and I remember what it was like when we were in London in the summer of 1997 in the aftermath of the death of Princess Diana. We were performing The Bible, The Complete Word of God Abridged with Matt Rippey at the Gielgud Theater, just up the road from the Criterion Theater in Piccadilly Circus, where our UK actors were performing The Complete Works of William Shakespeare Abridged and The Complete History of America Abridged in rep. And as always, it's it was a privilege to be performing in London, even when tragedy struck. I know we've mentioned this story in in the past in interviews and maybe even on the podcast, but we've never devoted an entire podcast episode to to what that week was like. It was pretty. It was it was it was in its weird way a privilege to be there because it was it did something really amazing to the country. I thought the country came together in a in a kind of a weirdly special way. Yeah, it was. It's always interesting to be somewhere where something's going on and you're you have an inkling that this will be a time that will be remembered right um and that uh, one is there to experience it um i seem to recall that it would that her automobile accident happened on a saturday night and we found late saturday night and we found out about it on a sunday morning 
I think it was it was on a morning that we didn't have a show, I believe. So Sunday, because traditionally in Britain, Sunday is the day off rather than in America, it tends to be Monday. So I, I think, yes, I, I was talking to my bride, Jane, uh, about this last night to kind of, you know, jog my memory your um, your your staunchly um monarchist republic irish lady uh she literally told me read do not say that but she didn't talk to you so um <laughs> um that's hilarious um so but her memory is that i was up and i turned on the tv and saw a news report and my recollection is the initial reports i seem to recall and it's hard to know what's memory and what's you know um, you know, the, the movie, the queen or the TV show, the, the crown. Well, I guess I haven't gotten there on the crown yet, but right. um, that initially the, it wasn't clear whether Diana was dead, but that she was in a bad automobile accident. But, but then it became, you know, they announced pretty quickly that she was, uh, had died. And so anyway, on the first report, I woke up Jane. And so we watched uh, that and it was just kind of, it seemed surreal. It was such a big deal. It just seemed, here is this, you know, young dynamic uh, person and and they're gone. What? It just seems, it yeah. seems pretend. Yeah, it does. It, it, it seems like a plot move you wouldn't believe in a movie. Um, mm -hmm. The first word we had from about it was um, we had the town crier come to our apartment door because we were staying in those flats in Soho Square. And I think you guys were on a floor above us. And uh, the town crier came to our door in the form of your bride, Jane Martin. And I was sleeping in, definitely. And D was up. And D said, then D comes in and wakes me up. I'm going, no, it's my morning off. Oh, Jane was just here. Princess Diana was died, and I went. What? That doesn't make any sense. Why? Why would Jane come to our door? Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was, yeah, no. I mean, it was huge news, and of course, we were there. The reason we were there at all was that we were performing the Bible, the Complete Word of God, abridged at the Gilgood Theater on Shaftesbury Avenue, just a couple of hundred yards up from Piccadilly Circus, where the complete works of Shakespeare and the complete history of America abridged were still playing in rep at the criterion. Um, so we were there and did, was your first thought as commercially horrible as mine? Um, what's this going to do to our ticket sales? <laughs> <laughs> My recollection is the ticket sales weren't that great to start with. Um, um, well, it was summer, right. Yeah. And we were competing against ourselves down the street. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't recall. I, I mean, I remember eventually thinking that I just remember I got a Jane watching the, just having the TV on for a week, you know, right. uh, just watching the BBC and say, Oh, what's going on? What's going on next? Yeah. Um, I remember, uh, you know, Jane and D waiting for us to get home from the show every night so they could walk down to Buckingham palace and, um, St. James, you know, green, yeah, that area, and see what was going on. Um, That's right, because there was there were enormous queues all week of people who had traveled from all over the country and probably all over the world to pay mm -hmm. their respects. And and um, D and Jane kept talking about um, getting to see uh, Bernard Shaw as he the, the great he, Irish playwright. No, not George Bernard Shaw, Bernard Shaw, the oh. CNN 
anchor who was uh, who was there co-hosting. I think I think Jane. I'm sure Jane managed to to um, uh, uh, <laughs> to to have to exchange a few words with the with the great legend. Yes, I'm sure. I'm sure she's loquacious, that Jane. Um, and I remember, she, and she loves a celebrity, which is why she loves you. There you go. Hmm. <laughs> Someone needs to have a word with her about the level of my celebrity. Um, uh, and I remember going down there several nights. It's funny, Jane says, I don't ever remember going down there with you. I remember going down with the. <laughs> well, I remember going with you. So I don't know what that says. But anyway. Um, yeah, Jane was saying what she remembered was the smell of the flowers at the gates of Buckingham Palace. Mm. There were, you know, uh, bouquets were just stacked several feet high and several feet deep, um, at, you know, at the gates of Buckingham Palace. And they just kept growing and growing and growing. Uh, and at first, people were down there and it was sort of somber and respectful and quiet. And then as the week went on, it sort of grew more and more into a circus, you know, yeah. you know, soon there were uh, food trucks, which makes sense, sure. but you know, there's that. And then, you know, selling kebabs and whatever. And then, and then, you know, as soon as they could turn them out, you know, there was these sort of uh, tacky tchotchkes that people were, you know, plastic lit, lit up Diana, flashlights or whatever you know yeah, just yeah. crazy and then i remember um within a few days there was a, a, like a, a book sort of a i don't know what you call it a book of remembrance that the castle had put out and people had come from all over the country yeah. to come and sign this book i seem to recall i don't know if this is my inaccurate memory or not but that there was one book and the line just went you know for a mile and i said well couldn't you have like 10 books yeah. <laughs> my my memory could be wrong about that no i uh, think I, that's my memory as well and it it could be from the movie the queen which mm -hmm. which sort of chronicles that that you know, those moments pretty well you know they mm -hmm. didn't the 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 crown <laughs> the the family business um and possibly even the government i don't remember seemed to, to misjudge um the extent to which Diana was a beloved person. Yeah. Yeah. They were, I think they were, I think the crown was trying to follow sort of historic precedent. Mm -hmm. And if the movie, the queen is to be, to be believed, the government was trying to urge the crown to say, mm, this is a little bit different. Maybe, maybe you need to do something. Right. Unprecedented. Um, I think Jane, I think Jane and I, when we were down there one night, saw actually the hearse it, but it wasn't for the funeral but the the hearse was moving i think the body from one place to another so um we saw that and i remember watching the funeral on tv and just these two little boys and how sad that that felt yeah yeah i it was a uh yeah we'll get to the funeral in a second because i, I remember that week because Qu Quincy was 13 months old mm -hmm. uh, in August and September of 1997. And, um, and so uh, we were staying in Soho Square and we were doing shows at the, at the Gilgood and Dee would walk Quincy in his, you know, stroller, his pram around, around um, Soho, which, which is, is sort not... of like the way Times Square in New York used to be. Right. <laughs> right. It's full <laughs> of rather shop. adult. Yeah. yeah, it's rather adult. It's full porn shop. There's strip clubs and, 
you know um and she the way that details this story is that she was walking past a strip club and there was the bouncer out front and talking to a policeman and uh and the policeman was saying how's business and uh and 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 the bouncer was going well it's not too good mate and the cop says yeah it's always the arts that suffer <laughs> Good den. This is Lauren Laverne from like the telly and the radio and stuff. And you are listening to the Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Enjoy that podcasting, you crazy podcast people. Where can you RSC the RSC? We're still the remote Shakespeare company, but variance and equity protocols permitting, our first performances back will be in Michigan in January of 2022. You can find all of our upcoming performance dates at our website, reducedshakespeare.com. You can send any questions, suggestions, or mild indigestions via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com. And as always, the very best way to stay up to date about all of our worldwide performance dates is to sign up for the Reduced Reader, our email newsletter. Go to ReducedShakespeare.com and click on the link to subscribe and check out our touring page for specific box office, venue, and ticket information. And now back to my conversation with Reed Martin, remembering our time in London when Princess Diana died in 1997, and we were just talking about how right that London policeman was. And and he was right. I mean, our our sales were. Um, I mean, I think we were supposed to run for three months, and I think we ran for. We ended up closing two weeks early or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, also August, it's it's as you say, it's the summer. We're competing with the fringe. We're competing with ourselves down the road. And then this happened, and and on the day of the funeral, the ne- the following Saturday, I guess that sounds right. We were we had a matinee, and. If I'm remembering correctly, we were the only show on on in the West End that went ahead and performed the matinee as scheduled during the funeral. Well, I I seem to recall we could watch the funeral, so I don't know how that worked because I, re- I I seem to recall watching it. But the other part I remember, yes, that I think all the shows in the West End, uh, bar us, I think went dark that day. Um, that and, certainly that day, and some of us went back that night, and I don't remember how many went back that night. But and I seem I to recall th- we had like twelve people in the audience. Or that's my num- That's my memory. It's like twelve or seventeen in a massive West yeah. End theater. You know, it's <laughs> it's it's it stops being embarrassing or ridiculous, and and you go with a crowd like that. You go, well, hang on, this be- just becomes a different performance, and we might have asked people to move down close, look, yeah. you know, so they're not, at least they were all on the ground floor. It just becomes a different performance, and then suddenly it, we're not performing in a large West End theater. It's like we're performing in our living room, and we've invited these 12 people. Well, in, it's like, what What are we saying? Some time has passed, and we can laugh about it now? <laughs> it's I, the day of the funeral. It's the day of the funeral, and and I think we might have said something, you know, thank you for being here, or whatever, yeah. but but as we, as we always do, we went out to the lobby after words and uh uh and and sign autographs and shamelessly hawk our merchandise and just say thanks to for coming to the people that are there and every single one of those 12 people said to us thank you so much for doing this that we we need we needed this we needed this laugh you know and it's one of those moments where you kind of go really must the show go on but you know for those 12 people it was incredibly 
I not I'm, therapeutic is too wrong, but you know, a, a good release. Yeah. You know? Well, it's like when we we've told the story before, but at shortly after 9-11, we had a performance schedule of the history of America in Arizona, and we thought, mm, yeah, a comic celebration of America is that the thing to do right now? But we talked to our agent, we talked to the venue, and everybody wanted to go ahead. And we did the show, and and that was not a small audience. And but you know, all those people came up into the lobby said, "Thank you so much. We really needed that." And I'm hoping that as we move ahead, you know, we have performances now scheduled for early in the new year of 2022. Um, and it seems like the world could use a good laugh right about now. That that might be therapeutic, and I hope I hope that's the case. That's it for this week's Reduced Shakespeare Company podcast. Except for the tag you'll hear in about 60 seconds. Send us your special but painful memories via email to feedback at reducedshakespeare.com or throw a comment to us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram or on our own actual website, reducedshakespeare.com or visit my website, theshakespeareans.com. Thanks as always to shithead paparazzi Matthew Croak, web services by Ginger Power Limited, music by John Weber and GarageBand, our random fan shout-out this week goes to Kevin Bridge. No reason, it's just random. Special thanks to the UK's Lauren Laverne. And finally, thanks very much to you for listening. See you next week when we start our 16th year of regular podcasting. Please stay safe, get vaccinated, and keep your masks on. I'm Austin Titchener, 780 2340ths of the Reduced Shakespeare Company. I only hope that the crown gets it right in its upcoming season and depicts the trauma and the controversy of the reduced Shakespeare company performing its matinee anyway during the funeral. <laughs> well, I didn't want to say anything, but I'm featured this season. Wow. Oh, well, I'll, I'll be tuning in for sure. This podcast is a production of the Reduce Shakespeare Company. Reducing expectations since 1981. Go to ReduceShakespeare.com for performance dates, actor bios, email newsletters, and so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less. And so much less.